Podcast with Ben Davis Jr. and co-host Seth Coleman. Brought to you by Rowdy Smokehouse and recorded at the Back Row Studio.
Crater Maker. We opened for them at Cross Keys Tavern. Uh, my 
alternative country band <laughs> opened up for Weed Demon and Bather, and it was amazing. We had our little amplifiers, and uh, we played like two songs and were told to turn down <laughs> by the bartender. Then we finished playing, and Weed Demon brought all of their gear in, which was like full stacks, lots of cymbals, but it's it's growly and aggressive. and Just what I like. There was no turning them down. There's no way. So that was just a fun... It, the contrast was was something. Oh yeah, and it was good that we got to kind of warm them up to the the noise because uh, I'd say if they played first, then they would have been asked to turn down. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I am uh, the dirt poor troubadour Ben Davis Jr. And I am Seth pleasantly pleased Colmer. Yeah, you know that was pretty good. I hadn't heard that yet. I hadn't actually heard Weed Demon before, and I really liked it. I enjoy them too, but I don't really care what you like, bud. Well, what the hell's that all about, dude? Well, you know, I'm pretty upset because I posted a poll uh, regarding our sour cream debate. Oh, okay. And I wanted to know how many of our fans like sour cream and how many agreed with me and thought that it was the devil and it's the worst thing in the world. And what were the what were the uh, results of that actually? Um. 32 in favor of sour cream, four against. Well, actually, I looked at it before we walked in here, and it's 39 to four. I stopped looking because it was depressing, and I'm very upset. Uh, I feel like I'm being betrayed. Do they not understand why it's so disgusting? Do they not understand that it's literally the worst substance on earth? Oh, really? Yes. What about terrorists? Uh, I believe terrorists probably eat sour cream and bathe in it, and it's all that stuff. Well, uh, well, they'd be, you know, I'd be like a go terrorist then because sour cream is fucking delicious. I, I just don't agree one bit, not not even a little bit. And I'm hurt. I'm upset. Usually, I'm when, not, I'm usually not, when people are wrong, they are hurt. Like, that's the thing. That's not true at all. I, when I'm wrong, I can admit it. But I know that I'm standing up for the right side of this. Well, then, you know, the dark side is fucking heavy with like 39 people who just love sour cream well patrick sweeney said he does not like it because it hurts him so i mean he didn't say it wasn't tasty. anything that hurts somebody is bad i guess that's true but like people have drowned is water bad can we just get on with this well okay yeah sorry sorry but something you should be happy about you know we've been getting a lot of people saying like hey you guys are doing a really good job like a uh, close friend of mine. Really? Stephen Johnston. I have seen Stephen posting some stuff on Facebook and social media, and I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, Steve-O. Yes, Steve-O. You will hear this, and you'll be like, wow, they said my name. And then you'll message me, and I'll I'll blow you a little kiss. Hopefully you're enjoying your coffee this morning, Stephen. <laughs> Please enjoy it. Uh, also, there's a, a my mom pointed it out to me. Hi, Mom. Angela Ramey Moore is an avid listener. I don't know who that is. But apparently she let my mom know that she thinks we're funny. Well, that's great. And you know what? I'm going to listen to my mom. Thank you so much. Who also likes sour cream. Yeah, and your mom has been, I said before that she was a positive force on Facebook and that I enjoyed having her as my friend, but now she's posting all this propaganda and I'm not cool with it. Then block her. I'm not blocking your mother. <laughs> I'm just not going to do that. Yeah, I guess there is a little bit to be happy about. Yeah, I mean, that that's awesome. I mean, 
you know, Luke Lawrence, he called me uh, the day after Joey's podcast aired and was like, wowie zowie, boys. That was a great, great time. I had listening to that, and I want to be involved with it. And I said, 20 bucks, dude. You can get it right on here. Yeah, that's every guest pays us $20. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even ask for it. They just throw it at us. Well, um, today we've got a little bit different episode. Um, yeah. We've got a guest, and he ain't no musician. He was literally in here being like, hey, I need to get an acoustic guitar. Like, yeah, but aspiring musicians and collectors uh, buy acoustic guitars. He likes the drums. He, uh, uh, He's a drummer. Okay, well, we're not going to pretend he's not here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we got AJ Good. Uh, you can get up and personal with the mic, but don't lip it, you know. There oh, yeah. Oh. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. I like the sound of that, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to actually clip that out and, like, just use that sample. Yeah. Every answer. So, yeah. so you play drums. Yeah, I played since I was three. I can't believe we haven't talked about that. Before. Yeah, Ben. We, like, we probably did, but here. most of the time when we have talked, I've been in uh, a little bit of pain, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, mostly because you were inflicting it. Yeah. Well, I'm not the best at love making. So. Yeah. <laughs> so... The, he he is an artist. Uh, uh, he he has done some mighty fine tattoos. Oh, he, he did my rent to own company logo. Uh, he did the tribute tattoo on my wrist. That's um, awesome. Hopefully, some more in the future. Hopefully. I'm really, a hundred percent sad. I didn't get to do the mankind piece. I'm so sorry. I I saw that you reacted uh, with the sad react on Facebook, and it, it cut me deep. I apologize. Deeper not tattoo. <laughs> We we talked about Stone Cold with his arms raised and an explosion behind him. Uh, that, what that about still his happen. arms as rattlesnakes? Yeah. Like that shirt, <laughs> yeah. the classic I, shirt. Yeah. That would mean more to me because I love Stone Cold. Me too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What? Well, <laughs> so, uh, in addition to drumming and tattooing and all of that, you have a, a massive collection, uh, a few different types of collections, but... A lot of masks. A lot of masks. You've kind of made that your thing. Uh, the the house of masks. The real house of masks. Yes. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got into collecting masks. When did that begin? Uh, very, very young, actually. Um, I specifically remember being six. And, I, dude, I remember everything so clearly. And it's weird how many times I've told this story. So, like, I was on the couch at my childhood home, which I live in right now, uh, reading a Rolling Stone magazine because my grandma owned a beauty salon, so she always had the Rolling Stones, and I was, like, looking for Kid Rock pictures. Or, like, yeah, like yeah. Every, everybody <laughs> yeah. would. And uh, I flipped to a page and saw Slipknot, and they were all, like, against wood-paneled walls, and it was self-titled era, so they were all, like, homemade-looking, and I was like, holy shit, like, what is this? So I tried to read the article... I didn't understand anything that they were talking about. <laughs> yeah. They were six. Yeah, they're like, just set myself on fire. It was so liberating and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, liberating. That's a word. Uh, so <laughs> I asked my yeah, I asked my mom if I could look them up online. And she, she was like, well, let me look them up first. And she got on Yahoo Launch. You guys remember that? Yeah. I do not. Super old uh, artist profiles, basically. And it, they would have like five songs on there. What year was this about? You it was 99 say? for sure. 99, okay. Yeah. It was right when Slipknot were like... I saw them at OzFest 01. Yeah. So by then they had exploded. And yeah. they were headlining and that stuff. That was when Iowa was getting ready yeah. to come out. Yeah. This was the side stage days. That was their first yeah. OzFest tour. And that's when oh, wow. they took off. So she let me watch Wait and Bleed. 
and I was like, this is the coolest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> it's the coolest shit I've ever seen. And for some reason, I was like, I wonder if my dad's best friend, Matt, who is essentially like my uncle, still really good friends with him to this day. He's the one that got me into Guar too. Uh, I was like, I wonder if he has a mask, just any mask. I just wanted a mask. Yeah. And uh, I called him and you got to think this is the, probably the weirdest phone call he's ever received. Why is this six year old kid asking if <laughs> I have a mask? But he was like, yeah, I think I have a gas mask in my parents' attic. I'll go look for it, bring it over. And he did, and it was the same fucking mask that was in the video uh, oh, wow. that Sid was wearing. And I was like, so this is a thing. Like, I can find these exact things. And obviously, being a kid, there's not much I could do because no one wants to spend a bunch of money on a mask for a kid or whatever. But, yeah, I got some here and there. And then when I started making money, I started actually collecting. And now it is this thing that's just bigger than me. And Yeah. It really is. It's, it's an very amazing strange. collection. It's, it is. And it's not... The thing that that's like impressive to me about it is I've turned it into like this platform that's like I've made friends with some of my favorite bands and like now I get their cool shit. It's yeah. just like this thing I don't know how to explain it but yeah. yeah I like I almost wouldn't say it's a collection as a, a museum at this yeah. point. Yeah. I mean cuz like I mean collection, you know, you could collect but yeah. dude, it's like it's history, yeah. dude. Like, I'm it's super, a museum. Yeah, we, we, we're moving everything into a new building right now, like a legitimate building. And uh, just the quality difference in the displays because of the room that I have now and the fact that the building is commercial. It Like, everything looks nice. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter what you put up. It just looks nice. Yeah. Like, empty cases. I'm like, wow. That you looks great. rat nailed to the wall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, someone leaves their lunch out, and I'm like, holy shit, that looks good. Subway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's The internet is a weird place. Like, I went back to tattooing after the COVID stuff went down, and my boss was like, so I see you doing this, this, and this, and I'm like, how weird is the internet? Like, I can yeah. unbox and talk about these masks and make a living from it. Like, yeah, it's a strange thing. That's pretty awesome, uh, and you definitely have a, a following. Um, when did that start? Um, I also specifically remember when I became the House of Masks. Uh, you know Corey Carmine? Yeah. It's, it's like my best friend. Has Absolutely. been for like probably 12 years now. Uh I used to be so jealous of him on Instagram because he had like a thousand followers. I was like, how the fuck do you get a thousand followers? <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know. I just, I was really into that like numbers thing, which now, honestly, I don't give a shit if it right. was 30 people or a million people, like still just doing the stuff that I enjoy. But uh, I was playing PlayStation 4. Hey, I like that. And I needed, I Grand Theft Auto 5 had just come out and I needed a username to play live. And I just watched the House of Wax, and I was like, well, I got, like, a bunch of masks. I could be the House of Masks. <laughs> and I used it as like the name. Like the OG House of Wax? No. No, oh, Paris Hilton Paris Hilton, Hilton one. Yeah, <laughs> And I just kept saying it over and over, like, the next two days. I was like, the House of Masks. Like, that sounds cool. Um, and then I changed my Instagram name to that, and I changed the YouTube name to that. I was just AJ Good on there before, and then... Uh, I don't know. I took Instagram a lot more serious than anything, which was probably silly of me because YouTube's where it's at. Like, oh yeah, that's where the the mo- I hate to say like the money Monetary, comes in, but yeah. I mean that's obviously done a number for the channel. Um, but yeah, I just started posting like three to five times a day, and all of a sudden I'm at like fifty thousand followers, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, eat that <laughs> thousand followers. Yeah. <laughs> and then Corey, yeah, Corey's like, how are you doing that? I was like, I don't know, man. Like consistency, I don't know. A good uh, friend of mine who uh, owns the Retro Rocket in Wellston was actually 
like really excited. He's like, I can't believe you're getting this guy on there uh, to do this. He's like, I've been following him for a long time on Instagram. And he's like, I was driving around in Chillicothe one time and saw this car with a bunch of stickers on it. Yeah. And it had a house of mask on. He's like, wait a second. Like I follow this on yeah. Instagram. And he was like, holy crap, this dude is like from here. That's always the weirdest thing. Uh, Online, it's like whatever, but when people stop me and they're like, oh, watch your videos, I'm like, oh, God, that's embarrassing. Hey, don't like, talk to me. Yeah, halfway <laughs> halfway, thank you, but also stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to say something else, too. Whenever Ben told me AJ Good was going to be here, I thought you were a wrestler. It just sounds <laughs> like a wrestler's name. Yeah, man. I look. everybody thinks I look like AJ Styles with the long hair. Well, Maybe that's you, what You've got the is, AJ right? Styles hair. It's yeah. lo- it looks good on you. you. You wear it well. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm, just, I'm only doing this because I'm in a contest to okay. see who goes the longest without cutting it. But I've been there. It works. So. My son's got some long hair. Yeah. It's real long. The winner uh, gets the other person's hair. So oh. I really don't want to lose. I don't yeah. want to ship my hair off to somebody. <laughs> well, just think about the next time you have a mask manufactured, you could just ship them some hair mm-hmm. and attach it to the mask that way. you got real human hair on there. Yeah. <laughs> need to do one of the AJ Good masks with actual AJ Good hair. Yeah, th- oh, let's wow. talk about that mask. That's uh, So it's... Uh, an actual sculpt of your face, but yeah. basically modified in, in the Slipknot manner. Yeah, something like that. I took a, a lot of inspiration from a lot of different stuff. Um, I got to this point where, like, every concert I would go to or convention or whatever, people would obviously stop me and ask me for a photo. And I felt really dumb just, like, yeah. like just being a guy there, you know? And I was like, like, my whole thing is theatrical stuff. I'll just have a look. And, yeah. Um, I knew that I wanted it to still be AJ. I didn't want like some gimmick where it's like oh, I'm a I'm a jester or yeah. a, a horse or something. I'm a flaming skull yeah. head. So I was like, I want to be like a deadite version of myself. I'll oh, just go yeah. the evil dead way and and have somebody sculpt an, a more evil version of my face. So we took a life cast and had it shipped off to my buddy and Sam Raimi. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, he sculpted this. It's it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Like, and I'm not just biased. Like that thing is a holy grail for anybody that's out there and it's 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 the most insane sculpt and uh i wanted elements of slipknot stuff in there i I took one from my favorite slipknot mask with the smile that's on it and Mm -hmm. then um i wanted seamlessness i was really into ghost at the time and every time they came out with a new papa he looked realer and realer And, and people still to this day think that that's just a guy it's just some old man up there or whatever so we went really seamless like matched it right up to my hairline and like the eyes are perfect blends and uh what else i really i really like ld50 mudvane so like some of the paint jobs and stuff i was doing there was like ld50 style stuff that i think chad would have done i had one like with the bullet hole yeah yeah that uh, was the uh uh what's it mtv music yeah, awards yeah, yeah. they're all white tuxedos yeah the coolest shit i ever saw man yeah dude. So, <laughs> yeah there was there's there's a lot of stuff in there from different stuff that i enjoyed i actually watched that uh, i got home from a um uh homecoming dance I think it was, I think it was 2001 that was the mm-hmm. year maybe 2002 I'm not I'm not 100% sure but I came home from a homecoming dance and watched that VMAs and was like oh dude this is so yeah. awesome and Then you were like why didn't I go to the homecoming dance with a bullet yeah, in my yeah. head Yeah Yeah No that stuff's all cool Yeah it's it that mask is all nostalgia based so Well it it's really awesome and you've sold several of them right replicas of them Um no I wanted to keep them really uh really exclusive okay so i've like limited run yeah well i've gifted one to my dad um 
and then I've had friends come in from out of state that have just done a lot for me. Uh, there's a photographer named McAllister. That's not his actual name, but that's what he goes by. Um, he's my all-time favorite photographer. Just super creepy stuff, and he's created like a subgenre of photography that's amazing. Wow. Uh, and when he he came to town, he was doing some like road trip thing, and Chillicothe was the first stop. He came and hung out and took photos. I mean, I I didn't have any money, and I also didn't want to insult him with, well, here's twenty bucks or something, because yeah. I don't know what he expects. You know what I mean? So I just. I gave him one of the masks and he was like over the moon and I just think shit like that's cool. So I kept those ones exclusive and then I did, uh, we call them mask up masks. Okay. And cause mask up is the whole shtick. Even this was before, before, yeah. before yeah. we yeah. were years before made to wear masks. I'm going to go say what, and what a time to yeah. get masks right, right. now. <laughs> so I did these masks that were based on the logo and, uh, they, they just come like, blank theatrical masks that are like pretty sinister and uh the reason i sold them blank was because i wanted every single one to be different so yeah. people could do exactly what they wanted on it and i thought that that was cool they were really durable they're like hard hat material like okay. your wow. thing because a lot of my people are kids and i'm like take something and go beat the shit out of it like, yeah i think that's rad so Shoot with paintballs yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and then uh, I did special versions. Like I would paint some up myself or whatever and put them on the store and sell them as like one-offs. And then um, those eventually got worn out. We started doing V2s, which were closer to my mask. They were like mixed together. And uh, we got a V3 in the work right now that I think is the coolest so far. It's gonna yeah, drop some panties, some guy <laughs> panties clearly, because yeah. girls don't like me. Mine are already <laughs> dropping, mine are, actually I'm naked right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hear it. <laughs> yeah. I watched your YouTube videos a lot when I still had uh, internet access at my home. Fuck mm -hmm. the internet. And <laughs> I'm not sure where you're at now because I haven't been able to keep up, but you had a clown mask that you were leaving outside. Mm -hmm. And that really inspired me uh, when I was in the wrestling belt collection. Uh, I wanted to make my own Mick Foley hardcore title. Yeah. So I bought a belt and it's somewhere in the weeds right now yeah. at my house yeah. yeah so one day i'll check on it oh yeah if i can find it before the mower does yeah and that was a while ago man yeah uh well what happened with that mask you you, you have it on display yeah. now yeah uh that's the third in four 365 day clowns i call them so okay. the first one was slipknot inspired it was the same exact mask that clown wore uh, and they're vinyl, so they're real tough. It's yeah. not latex, it's plastic, and hmm. uh, but it's like flexible, and they don't rot, and they're just real durable, which is why his lasted so long. And I was like, well, I just wanna carry this fucking thing around for a year and see what happens, uh, just doing different stuff that Slipknot would've done. So like, I bled in that thing, and puked in it, and pissed <laughs> on it, and just anything you Tackled could Tackled your of. friends in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did that for kegs. a year, and the thing changed a lot, and I was like, well, that's really cool what else can I do? So I got another one and I sent it out to all these artist friends of mine for a year. They would keep them for like seven days and just do whatever they wanted, different paint jobs and stuff. And that one was rad. So then the next one came and it was a 365 clown outside. So we would just leave it outside and Ohio's got like all the weather. So that was neat to see. And then we've done another one since then where it's one change a day for 365 days. So it could be like, repaint the eyebrows or like add this thing to it or all kinds of stuff that bury that, it that was neat yeah. <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of neat like looks that came out of that and stuff so well yeah. i i definitely found it interesting and it, it for sure inspired me uh what uh projects have you been working on uh, aside from the v3 mask um i relaunched 
merch because I, I did away with it for the longest time. Um, like over two years, I think we didn't have a store. Uh, and I was just like sitting on all these cool designs. So I relaunched it. I'm trying to stay hip and like not house my own merch and have no overhead. So I'm doing like the third party thing, which is what it is. Um, I, I love the bootleg t-shirt design that you came up with yeah yeah that's yeah, really cool those are sweet yeah we've got some wwe stuff i probably shouldn't say that because they're gonna go in there and, yeah. and take it down but <laughs> uh i got like the raw is war logo but it just says house of mass that's awesome yeah that's, i like yeah. stuff like that so um the building is the biggest project like, yeah it's insane well and uh I've, I've kept up with your new shelving and the displays yeah. that you're putting together on facebook um people can check it out there on the house of mass facebook page correct mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What what impact has the pandemic had on you? I mean, I, I know that you, of course, had to stop tattooing. Yeah. I thought that it was going to be worse than it was. Uh, I Okay, I initially thought it was going to be great because everybody was home. I'm like, yeah. dude, they're going to just watch videos all day. It didn't do anything. I was like, what, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. So then I just kept, I like cranked through it or whatever. Um, they reopened tattoo shops and I was like, I'm not going to go back yet. Like, I just don't feel comfortable with it and... I waited like maybe a month after they reopened and was like, well, I'll just, I'll do appointment only and see what happens. And I've been busier doing that than I have in the last 10 years of tattooing. Oh, wow. Um, which has been awesome because all that money goes right back into the House of Masks stuff and all the House of Masks money goes right back into the House of Masks stuff. And uh, it's been awesome. That that helped me get the building and put money into the building and stuff. And I think that's going to take it to a completely different level. So, uh, yeah, it's been good, honestly. COVID's been great. Thanks, well, COVID. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Uh, one thing I did notice about the uh, pandemic and, like, what you're saying is, like, everyone's going to be inside. Everyone's going to be watching videos. Mm-hmm. As soon as it was, like, stay indoors, people were just walking down the streets. Mm-hmm. Every, like, it was like, wow, this looks like a, a, a like a video from the 50s or something. Like, people are just walking. Yeah. Birds are chirping. They're walking their dogs. It's like, you would have never did this if you were told this go outside yeah and like, Screw exactly this. i'm gonna stay inside and watch videos yeah we are we are very entitled oh yeah uh oh, place yeah. i don't absolutely i've got all these friends that are like in other countries and they're just like what are you guys doing i'm like dude it's not me I swear. i'm just trying to live yeah. yeah so um what's your view on sour cream hate it hate it so here's my here's my thing i honestly i don't i like sour cream and onion chips but sour cream itself, you know how when you like fry up bacon and then the bacon grease settles and mm-hmm. it gets all like weird and peanut buttery? Delicious. <laughs> yeah. Sour cream reminds me of like a person's sweat doing that. Oh. That I've always associated it with that. That's it's the weirdest weird. Shit yeah, ever, that so. is, that is kinda weird. It's I mean, disgusting no matter what. I yeah. don't like pudding because I saw someone drool into pudding before and then now I'm just like I just yeah. feel like all pudding has drool in it. I Damn. worked at Ponderosa with an old lady named Wanda, and she used to chew tobacco while she made the macaroni and cheese. Every once in a while, she'd get confused and spit into the macaroni. You're kidding. Wow. I still eat macaroni. I, I miss mean, pa- not at Ponderosa. I miss Ponderosa <laughs> so bad. I know. They're gone forever. Yeah. R.I.P. Ponderosa, man. I used to go in there and get 50 wings and just get big bowls of uh, dipping sauce. I think there might be, there might still be the one in Wheelersburg, but with COVID, uh, I just don't know yeah. when people can actually go and handle utensils very res- responsibly. Yeah, you know, wash their hands after they piss and stuff. <laughs> Who does that? I, I mean, really, I always wash my hands before I piss because I have yeah. more germs on my hand than I do my fungus. <laughs> yeah, I can't get too dirty. I don't, don't want to get those germs on that. 
Speaking a, of that's food. That's a Tim Heidecker quote. Sorry. Oh, I, that was stolen. At least you admit it. Yeah. I mean, I'd hilarious. be taking credit for it. Yeah, I, I can't do that. I'm not that funny. <laughs> but uh, so speaking about collections, uh, I actually have a, a rather large video game collection. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to ask all of our guests, um, which one of them was like, yeah, I have a favorite game. The other two are like, uh, fuck games. Mm-hmm. I play music. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, I just look like a turd. Do you have a favorite game? I've got a couple for a couple different reasons. I want to hear them. Okay. Um, Silent Hill 2. Great game. Great game. Uh, I I love that game. I just lo- It's like, man. Resident a- Evil and Silent Hill were like, here's the horror genre of games. Yeah. Silent Hill Piss is just so next level, <laughs> like weird and beautiful and creepy and I don't know. Uh, I love The Last of Us. As far as like story-driven games, oh, I yeah. feel like that's amazing. Um, and then like nostalgia's sake, obviously, I started skateboarding because Tony Hawk's Pro Skater came oh, out, dude. and I got it on Nintendo. Um, Dave Maris Freestyle BMX Two. You had it on sixty-four. Yeah. 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 I had it on Dreamcast. No shit. <laughs> yeah, Tony yeah. Hawk's Pro Skater Two, and I mean that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. We got to use that yeah. clip of you kissing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I like video. I honestly you might make fun of me for this, but at this point, I watch people play them, and mm-hmm. I don't watch people that are, that are like talking and showing their face. I just watch playthroughs because I like oh, to watch yeah. games as movies, essentially. Yeah. So The Last of Us Two came out. I'm I'm watching that now. I actually, uh, well, with the games nowadays, they are just movies. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. um, I like watching speed runs of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, really into like because my collection is a lot of NES and SNES stuff. Uh, Sega and everything like that. Oh, just old stuff. Uh, but I got a lot of Switch stuff. I love the Nintendo Switch so much. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, I love watching the speedruns of like Ninja Gaiden and stuff like that. The games that like literally took me months yeah. to beat, and these people are like doing it in like 22 minutes. Yeah, and I'm like, I hate you, and I can't do what you're doing. Yeah. Like. It's amazing. I just, I love watching that. I love watching people play games. Yeah. That's the beauty of YouTube is, like, everything is on there. There's yep. a niche for everything. Uh, yeah, I like that. Everybody's like, what do you watch? What do you watch? And I'm like, you watch this series on Netflix? I'm like, nope. I watch YouTubers <laughs> all day. I'd rather see this guy talk about his coin collection or whatever. I watch uh, uh, Semi-Pro with Will Ferrell and uh, The Big Lebowski on DVD over and over and over again because I don't have the internet. Because I don't want it, because I just waste too much time uh, doing stuff on the internet. And I'm yep. like, I could be cleaning my house right now, or doing something productive, or just napping. Like, you know, I don't have to be watching with my son. Like, I want to control what he watches a little mm-hmm. bit because. Like, Only House of Masks. Yeah. yeah. It's always allowed to watch. <laughs> That's it. And, well, I mean, he's really into, like, Siren Head and all this really weird, creepy stuff, yeah. which is really cool. His favorite movie is It. I mean, yeah. he, he turns four Monday, the 10th, August 10th. Say happy birthday to Les on August 10th. Um, his name is Les from Les Claypool of Primus. Right. You know, Primus yeah. sucks. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that so much. Yeah. They're like, Primus sucks. It's like, yeah, that was in the 90s, dude. Let's, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> so we got so excited about having AJ here. We didn't get to talk about. You know, what puts our biscuits on the table here at Dirt Poor Podcast? Oh, dude, you're making me want some chicken. I know, and I'm I'm wanting some brisket myself. And I'm I'm going. I'm what going about, to be there this Thursday, as you know. 
Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and say the name Rowdy's. Why don't we get a ch- uh, brisket stuffed chicken? Do they do that? I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, any anybody should. I, Wait, I would like idea. just an idea. Maybe I'd a like... chicken stuffed inside a pig, stuffed inside of a cow, and they throw that on the smoker for about twelve hours. Go in there, to Rowdy's, and see Megan Peters. See old Nathan Kitts. Tell them we sent you. Yeah, they, they'll they'll treat you right. They might even put one more one more piece of brisket on your tray, or a couple little uh, jalapenos on top of that tater. That you never know. If if you get one more jalapeno than what you're expected, just know it's because you mentioned the podcast. Take me to Rowdy's Smokehouse, gotta have that barbecue. Gonna get me a big old tater and a coal fire ribeye too. The hickory chicken dinner sure to be a winner if you wanna feed your family too. Take me to Rowdy's Smokehouse, gotta have that barbecue. Rowdy, <laughs> rowdy smokehouse, folks. Yeah, that was a good one. Let's try it again. Professional. Rowdy smokehouse <laughs> hoax. <laughs> Borther. Borther. <laughs> Seth and I are members of this group on uh, Facebook. It's actually people pretending to be really backwards redneck truckers, and it's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, everybody types in all caps, and if you don't, you get scolded by everybody. They yeah. say, why are you whispering? Why are you whispering? <laughs> Speak up, brother. I can't hear you. I'm in a pretending to pretend to be a boomer group. This is oh, like that's that, it. Yeah. Just like that, but yeah. this is boomer truckers, and right. it's a lot about piss jugs. <laughs> Pretty much everything's yeah. about piss jugs and lot lizards. But uh, I'm not going to mention the name because we ain't sponsored by Battle of the Bone Truckers that don't give no dams and shits. <laughs> <laughs> you hear us? Dude, that's a game. Uh, what was that? Big Mother Truckers? Big Mother Truckers. Truckers. Wow. Yes. There's also another one, uh, Big Rigs. Yep. And it was such a glitchy game yeah. that you could go faster backwards like to where the game would actually crash because there was no... like speed limit to going backwards <laughs> wow. and it would just and i think uh whenever you finish the three laps you would like race against another truck it wouldn't move there were no uh hit detection boxes anywhere so when you went to go over a bridge you just, you just like went through the bridge down into the canyon up over the bridge and when you did the three laps it said your winner <laughs> and it's, you, you are just, you know, with the apostrophe, your winner. <laughs> and that's it. That game w- was bullshit. Until, Sounds amazing. Yeah. And, What's the motorcycle game that is also really glitchy and horrible? It's like they never finished it before they released it. Motorcycle. Oh, 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 oh. It's about the, uh, the gang. Uh, oh, man, I can't remember the name of it. But If yeah. you know it podcast world out there please yeah let us know let us know put it put it on the facebook or put it in a, a review on the apple podcast app we need those yeah you know it, but the the big rigs like you used to be able to find it it's a pc game you used to be able to find it for like 10 cents and because the angry video game nerd did a video about it like good luck finding it now yeah and because I, I wanted it i was like wow this is hilarious and I was like, oh, I'm going to look it up and see how much. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nope, not doing that. <laughs> well, uh, AJ, we talked a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, we both are basically probably Attitude Era wrestling fans. I, I watched it a little bit after, yeah. um, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard to it watch is. now. And I, I have noticed uh, that you've acquired a few cane masks. Tell me about those. Um. Well, it was 
hard for me to not spend money on other stuff that I wanted. Uh, but I knew that the time would come where someone wanted a, a really nice cane mask promoted, and yeah. it, it happened. And then I was like, it kind of kickstarted me into getting more legitimate replicas. Uh, now I'm like, why why I wait so long? Because they're sick. Like, yeah. They're like really yeah. good. Uh, but someone, yeah, ju- someone just surprised me with one. They sent one in for Mailbox Monday, which isn't even like a big deal video because I open just stuff from fans. Okay. And uh, someone had made like a really legit debut version, and then from there, I just it was like probably five within two months or so. Wow. Yeah, and they're they're sweet. They kept getting cooler and cooler, like <laughs> more and more authentic. You know, I got to see the real one. No. I tell you that. Huh? Someone brought the Survivor Series 2000, like ring worn mask. Wow. And uh, we shot a video on it for like 25,000 subs or something. This was a couple years ago. Wow. Um, but it was it was really neat to see in person. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. I have uh, the officially licensed replica. Yeah. Uh, I actually have the Hurricane officially licensed replica, but both of those are in pretty rough shape, um, and they're not the best quality anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Figures Toy Company makes them, and they are what they are, but um, they leave a lot to be desired right. as far as detail and just overall quality. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, you get these really nice replicas, and then I'm like, well, I still need the officially licensed ones. So, like, yeah. I go out of my way to find, like, these... 1998 officially yep. licensed Caesar, like all these old, and they they look awful, but it's just it's official merch. You have you uh, have you acquired any of those Trick or Treat Studios WWF masks? Uh, I have the Kane one. Yeah, um, it's junk. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I mean it is what it is. You hear that Trick or Treat? Yeah, <laughs> I've I've wanted uh, the Mankind one. Yeah, uh, but it it doesn't look that great either. Uh, I know that it's going to be a disappointment, yeah. but it's like thirty bucks. It is what it is with Trick or Treat stuff. Like you, yeah, you're paying thirty bucks. I don't know what you expect. And, yeah, and most of their stuff sculpturally is awesome. So like you can pay fifty bucks for a really nice sculpt and just have somebody else repaint it and finish it, and usually the stuff ends up pretty nice. So awesome. My mom made me a mask one time when I was really young for uh trick or treat and it was like these little mask um like styrofoam mask things you like glued them to your face and like you could paint the it's just a white mask and it was a i don't know what it was supposed to be but my mom painted it up to look like uh rob zombie from the hellbilly deluxe album had like the x on the forehead and stuff that's awesome and she did a really good job of it and like like the chin piece was separate from everything else so like i could talk and it looked real and I won the uh, my school's Halloween contest two years in a row with the same mask. Wow! <laughs> yeah, my mom. Give them more what they want. Shout out to mom. Yeah, <laughs> another mom. You know what? When she was making that, we were both eating sour cream. Oh so, my god! <laughs> so this is mainly like a music-related thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, well, it's art. Well, I, now I'm curious. I want to ask you guys uh, your thoughts on different masked slash theatrical musicians. Okay. I'm always curious about that type well, of thing. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm probably not as good as Seth here uh, in that situation, but go for it. All right. Uh, Buckethead. I love oh, Buckethead. Dude, Buckethead. Yeah. You have uh, some Buckethead He's collections. He's the goat. Yeah, dude. I uh, saw this video of him and some other dude with a baby doll, and uh, Buckethead was playing the bass, actually, in this video, and... I was like, what is up with his thumb? He had, like, a little plastic oh, yeah, thumb. Yeah. I was like, what is, what's going on? I honestly, like, 
My favorite part of his shows are when he switches to the bass. I oh, love dude. watching him play He's bass. He's amazing. Insane. Yeah. Uh, he did this thing with, with Les uh, when he was doing stuff with Primus where they would swap fretboards, but they would still play their own um, chords. What? I don't know. What? Strumming things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's insane. Like, they're literally sitting there. Do, uh, I can't fathom it. Well, but, I mean, because yeah. they that percussive taps that they have to do yeah. with how they play and stuff like that to be able to like, here, you just go ahead and keep doing what you're you doing. You know, he got voted a better bassist than less in uh, some sort of guitar magazine thing. I mean, I probably can, guitar I world or yeah. what I, I remember being like 16, 17 years old and getting the DVD that came with it with him, with Herbie. Yeah. Uh, just talking about all of his different techniques. Yeah, but nothing he's saying makes sense. No. He's like, it's like digging a hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever, man. Herbie is Herbie is the man. You have a Herbie, right? I have a, an original Herbie and then a couple like uh, newer re-hauled, repainted ones. That's awesome. My OG Herbie is like a grail piece. He's right. always in like the top ten on my collection stuff. Amazing. Nice. Yeah, I fucking love Herbie. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, you familiar with Batushka? But no, I'm not. Okay. Um, you need to look into that. They're, 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 they're Polish black metal, but they only, all of their lyrics are already written Christian songs. Oh, really? So it's, it's just showing how creepy Christianity is by like just making this you know what I mean? You put it to Dude, that, and all of a sudden, it's about the devil. I was, you know, I was in uh, my grandparents' church when I was younger. And we were singing so many songs about being washed in blood. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is brutal, dude. dude. It really is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing with Patushka is, they when they originally started, it was all like there was one guy behind all of it, and he hired out musicians to record and then go on tour with them. And like the demand became so big uh, because they joined like Mgwa or MGLA for the Simpletons uh, <laughs> amongst like this unholy trinity of like legendary black metal bands and people freaked out over them and uh the dude that originally started it was like trying to write new music to put a second record out but he wasn't doing it quick enough for this guy that like helped fund the band so that guy stole the fucking band and just made a shitty record with music that doesn't sound anything like it and uh now there's this big court battle and there's two batushkas and it's fucking crazy but real batushka dropped another album and it's incredible and like, i just like the idea of two batushkas yeah there's this <laughs> that uh, should be a band as well there's a there's a youtube video that explains all of it really sarcastically and funny and it's called the fable <laughs> of two batushkas that i would like to check it out because it's amazing <laughs> have you ever uh, have you ever heard of the batushka woman uh, it's not real. Uh, it, oh. there, <laughs> I was like, there's, there's like the this time travel theory of this lady in this picture wearing an outfit that she shouldn't be wearing. It's called like um, the, babushka. the babushka woman. The babushka yeah. Woman. yeah, it, it was, yeah. it was a play on, yeah, sounds. Oh, I, I'm picking it up. Yeah, I get it. Alliteration. My there. jokes are always awful, but yeah. uh, all right, on to the next one. Uh, <laughs> who's next? Let's do, uh, let's do Ghost. Uh, I'm not a fan. Me neither. I am not a fan. Uh, I don't like his music very much. Um, I mean, my friend Alex, uh, the drummer in my band, loves him. His mm -hmm. son loves him, which I think that's really cool. And I'm not going to be like, hey, yo, what up, little kid? These yeah. guys suck. Yeah, like, fuck you. You're like, you're into this kind of music. <laughs> Keep on listening because you're going to like, yeah. I, I used to really like Disturbed. And <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so I, you know, I, now I like better music like yeah. Margo and the Nuclear So-and-Sos. The, the more Ghost put out. 
the more they devolved in every aspect. Like the yeah. theatrical stuff went away. It wasn't as cool. Like the evil stuff went away. The music got shittier and yeah, fuck Ghost. Yeah, there there were some that I'm like, oh, this is all right, and then it was just like, Ugh, Alex, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Slipknot? Okay, uh, Slipknot. I like I said, I saw him in 2001. Uh, when I went there, I was like, "Am I at a Slipknot show, or is it like Black Sabbath is playing tonight? Like, yeah. wh- why is everyone wearing these red button-up shirts?" Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, holy crap! These guys are nuts." Which I, I've heard their stuff before, yeah. like because my older brother listened to them, and my stepsister's boyfriend was really, really big into them. And I was just like, "Oh yeah, they're really cool." And then I watched them, and they were playing some songs off of Iowa. So, like, got really into Iowa. I got, like, oh, man, I love Iowa so, Mm -hmm. so much. And the first album was great. Then Subliminal Verses came out, and I was just like, "Ah." they lost the intensity. You know, it was like, hey, you guys know there's a formula that we could get? If we do this, we could get on the radio? You know what it was? You know exactly what happened? Stone Sour? No. (laughs) (laughs) This is when it went downhill. Listen to self-titled in its entirety and Iowa in its entirety and then listen to volume three in its entirety. Every song on volume three has a guitar solo and zero songs on the first two albums have a yeah. guitar solo. There's not a single fucking solo. I never would have, I never would have thought about that, but yep. yeah, I mean, that's the, you know, like what, what are other people doing? Yeah. Let's do that. My whole thing is like, they're all the same solos. Like Jim, we get it, man. You can wheedly wheedly. Yeah, that's fucking sweet, man. Good for you. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I I'm mean, right I'm, there with you. Vocals for me is what changed it a lot because, yeah. like, when he just started like, and the rain kills us yeah. all. It's like, fuck you, dude. Scream yeah. at me. Yeah. Like, rap at me. Even yeah. like, everybody's like, yeah, they're they're evolving. Like, they're getting older and stuff. I'm like, they're selling out. Yeah, Guar's <laughs> been doing the same shit for thirty something years, yeah. way, way less successfully, and they're still true to what they're doing. So I'm pretty sure you could fucking keep up what everybody fell in love with. Yeah. Um. I, are there any other ones like Guar? Fuck, dude. <laughs> Perfect like, transition. Oh, dude. I love Guar. I love Guar. I've loved them since uh, Beavis and Butthead. Like yeah. when I was watching there, like whenever I was playing the game to try to get the Guar tickets. Yeah. You know, like. It was so awesome. They were just amazing. And the first song I had ever heard by Guar was fucking an animal. Yeah. But like, what an introduction. Yeah. And I was little. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. What this a is weird so cool. record that was for them, man. Oh, yeah. That was a weird record. That was comedy, Guar. <laughs> yeah. And I remember whenever I was younger, people would be like, oh, yeah, man, Guar's death metal. I'm like, dude, they're like punk. Mm-hmm. They're like oh, yeah. Totally punk, punk all band. the way. And it's but like, the thing is, they're so good at so many fucking styles. I, I just did this video not too long ago called... 10 reasons uh, that you should be a Guar fan because it touches on everything. It's like, are you a dork that likes Dungeons and Dragons? Because you're going to love the lore and the story behind Guar. Yeah, are you a music fan? Because they play fucking everything and they're good at it. And uh, Do you like art at all? Yeah, (laughs) art, horror, uh, comedy. Like, everything they do is is 100% legit. And what sucks is because they're so good at everything... um, and they are funny, and they do wear costumes. No one will ever see the music part as legitimate. But like, listen to War Party. That's dude, a technical ass album, and it's dude, heavy as shit. Eighth Lock. Yeah, dude. Beyond Hell is one of their most technical albums. Yeah, dude. Eighth Lock. And no is, one talks about that album. Oh my god, dude. Like I was listening to it the other day, and Eighth Lock was playing, and it was just like, 
Yeah, man. Oh, so good. And it, like the lyrics in it and stuff, he's talking about like, uh, it's constantly on fire. They put, <laughs> they put it, it out with, with blood. So sick, yeah. man. It's so good. I, I'm so glad I'm having this conversation. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there, I know a lot of really like avid uh, Guar fans. Uh, my friend Travis Park, huge Guar fan. My mm-hmm. brother Billy, huge Guar fan. Um, but you know they just don't get enough love. They don't. And, um, it's crazy. Yeah, I was always trying my best to change that and like expose because like Slipknot people flood in from the masses, and I'm like, what if I can expose them to cooler stuff? Yeah, so that's what I would do. And uh, then Guar got in touch with me, and they were like, hey, we want to do shit with you, like. And I was like, fuck yeah. So yeah. I've had a really good relationship with them in the last nine months or so. And uh, yeah, fucking Guar. That's, that's awesome. crazy, dude. <laughs> I love Guar. Oh, so much. Let them know that I love them to bits. I will <laughs> I, uh, Which I think we were talking about. I don't know if we actually were recording when I was talking about this, but uh, a band uh, that I used to have played with Mobile Death Camp, mm-hmm. uh, Todd's band, and he was eating so much pizza. Yeah. He's a huge man. Like I'm, I'm like six four, and this guy was towering over me, probably at a, a good five hundred yeah. pounds, dude. This guy. Funny story about huge. his size is, I think the second or third Guar show I went to, uh, it's it, glandular. <laughs> it was at it was at the uh, Newport, and we we always stay up on the sides mm-hmm. where the railing is because I don't want to get my ass beat. Uh, oh, I was right, dead. So yeah, but you still get sprayed up. with blood on the side, oh, so I'm yeah. like, I'm fine with that. Um, anyways, we're standing there. And we're waiting for Guar to go on, watching whatever opening band. And my dad, like, taps me on the shoulder, and he points. And, and there's um, Todd standing there, like, side stage. and uh, But really close. He, was, he wasn't he was side stage. He was on the side of the railing or whatever. Was he in the beefcake nah, attire? No, okay. nah, he was just standing there. But I recognized him. And uh, my dad's like, go talk to him. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. So my dad fucking shoves me. And I literally <laughs> land on this man's gut, like, bounce off of it. <laughs> Boom. And he looks down at me, and I'm just like, it's nice to meet you. I like shake his hand and he just smiles and stuff and yeah, whatever. Yeah, that was, uh, that, that show, uh, my band at the time was uh, whispers of the fallen. And, uh, we, uh, played a, a cover of peanut butter jelly time. Wow. And yeah, it was, people loved it. Yeah. And so did Todd. He was like, that's the coolest thing I ever, yeah. ever fucking seen. And, when Todd was beefcake, he was playing the bass, but he was the guitar player in this and the lead singer. And, I don't. I don't think they're a band anymore or whatever. But dude, Mobile Death Camp was badass. I always liked when Todd did vocals for Guar stuff because it was it was real thrashy. Yeah. Any of the Beefcakes actually, they're always they always do the thrashy songs, man. Like, they uh, well, I mean, the Mobile Death Camp uh, had a a um, a shirt that had the Thrasquatch on it, the Thrashquatch, mm-hmm. and I was just like, that's funny. You mentioned the thrashiness. Yeah, uh, they're, they're yeah, Thrashquatch. Anyways, but yeah, Guar, um, Guar, love them. So there's, a, I want to bring up a, a couple theatric uh, bands. I know that you were want to ask questions. Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. But, um, <laughs> that, what uh, what was going to happen next was I was just going to end up making fun of Mushroom Head. Oh so God, yeah. We can just skip that. Yeah, <laughs> we, no, we could, we could, yes, we could make yeah, fun of Mushroom yeah, Head. Okay. Like, we'll do it later. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, Behemoth. It's not so much masks or whatever, but it's, you know, the, the corpse paint. Um, you're going to judge me. Behemoth, to me, is like the McDonald's of black metal. I love them. But I <laughs> will say. I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, when John Rice filled in for them, uh-huh. 
God, John Rice is a good fucking drummer, and he looked super sick. His corpse paint was really unique. Yeah. I, I, I dig that. Uh, there's some stuff by Behemoth I like, um, but I don't know. I just always, I don't know. I, I love them. Yeah. I love them. I'm the minority, uh, I think, when it comes to that, so I, I, I totally, yeah, I get it. Well, that's all right, you know? Yeah. You don't have to like everything. Yeah. I mean, at least it's not like Mushroom Head. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Immortal? I don't know. Can't uh, can't give an opinion. Okay, dude. Like good old immortal. I, they're hilarious. I don't know if they're serious or not. <laughs> There's videos of them in the mountains playing yeah. in a snowy place, and he's like crab walking. Yeah. Up, like, and it's, I'm like, man, the music's brutal and stuff like that. But it's just like, what is happening? Here? You ever heard of Ghoul? Ghoul. Oh, they're thrash. I feel I feel like I have, but they're I can't fucking sick. Say, you should check them out. I'm definitely going to. Like this is great because this is actually going to be documented where I can be like, oh yeah, yeah. I need to Ghoul. listen to these yeah. guys. Yeah, go sick. Babushkas, or <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood Undead. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, ICP. You know what? I may, maybe their music ain't for me, and maybe their fan base ain't for me, but I think that those guys are probably pretty decent guys. Yeah. I think they're hilarious. Yeah. I love, like, whenever I was, like, in the sixth grade and stuff, I will never, ever claim to be a juggalo, never have, mm-hmm. never will, but, dude, when they, they sing about dicks and farts and, yeah. and, and funny stuff, like, okay, I'm just going to do a line from what is a juggalo. Let me think for a second. Oh, he gets butt naked. <laughs> then he walks down the street weaking at freaks with a two liter stuck in his butt cheeks. Wow. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. If you're in the sixth grade and you hear that, it's just like, I want to hear more yeah. of these guys. And I still have them on my iPod. Like, a lot of people hate them. And then it was yeah. like, oh, wait, they're against like racism and stuff like that. I guess they're cool. It's like they've been against racism right. and hate yeah, yeah, since yeah. the beginning. Like, yeah, that's what I've always I, I've never been one to like hate on ICP because I've always noticed that they seem like good dudes. Like they take care of shit and yeah. uh they did that fucking COVID where they turned all their merch into masks like yeah. when everybody was low and then now they're tell they're on Facebook doing what I wish I could do without being afraid to get sued or whatever, but they're like literally telling people to beat up pedophiles and like posting about individuals (laughs) and saying like, Hey, if you see him beat the shit out of him, like that's awesome. Yeah. And and, you know, I, I I was, I was hoping like I would have agreed if you said either way, Mm -hmm. hate him, love him. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, I I do kind of hate him. I got a lot of friends that are technically considering themselves juggalos and stuff. So I've got some, I've got some friends. um, You don't remember the hatchet man tattoo you did on my scrote. No. <laughs> no, I must have been too fagoed up to remember. <laughs> Dude, I had blue moon mist that night. Yeah. I can't remember shit. I, I do. I do have uh, a thought. Recently, I was thinking about this. I was watching uh, the WWE Network, uh, the Undertaker documentary, The Last Ride, documenting uh-huh. his last few years as the Undertaker, and talking about how for thirty years, no matter where he was, he was the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. He never broke that persona. Well. Then I was thinking about other people who have kind of done that kind of thing, and I was just thinking about how difficult it would be to be Violent J or Shaggy Two Dope every day. Yeah. Or, you know, with that, uh, Unknown Henson. Yeah. Unknown Henson, the same thing. Dude. Stuart Baker. That's his his real name? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Along with the ICP thing, I want to add in that uh, I did watch them as a kid wrestling, so that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, the Oddities. They were with the Oddities? Well, they were in WCW before that, or actually, was it after that? They... Actually, I think Shaggy took a really bad spill on top of a tour bus. Uh, oh, fell yeah. off of it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, like somebody shags too dope. Serial killer. He got power bombed by somebody in the NWO, and then the top of buses. Yeah, the top of tour buses are are slick. So he hit it, and he was wearing that jersey, and slipped right off of it, and just fell straight from the top of the tour bus onto the pavement. Wow. Yeah. Going with ICP and video games, they had some really backyard wrestling. Backyard wrestling on PS2. Was great. It was hilarious, and that's where I met one of my favorite underground. Well, I didn't meet him, but I found out one of my favorite underground wrestlers, Madman Pondo. Madman Pondo, yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely a madman. He is. That's my if I play like MMOs online, uh, which I don't do that anymore. But I, my, that was my name all the time, Madman Madman Pondo, eighty eight. Right on. Can we talk about the Attitude Era? Yeah. Oh yeah. We talked about Kane a little bit, but like. The whole attitude, Aaron. Anything you want to talk about, I'm game. Because I, my, my original goal was to have a wrestling podcast, but it's like I can't keep it up because I do not want to watch the product every week. I don't. I don't. I I don't either. I watch uh, like Walk Culture. I watch those updates. That's I listen to Jim Cornette. Yeah, his podcast. He talks about what's going on and and brutally honest ways mm-hmm. if it's great he'll praise it if it's horrible which most of it is he he talks bad about it you know he'll he'll tell it like it is but that's how i stay in touch with what's going on in the wrestling world and there are enough podcasts out there like recounting things that we enjoyed when so it was good so why do you think that the attitude era was so special and why do you think that they can't get that back i i think that that was just it was kind of a flash in the pan. Yeah. I mean, timing is everything. Yeah, like everything has something like that. It was man. like the that, South Park era. It yeah. was everything. The culture was being shocked yeah. in general, and they introduced a level of sexiness and danger. And uh, they started War Zone was like the time that the kids had to go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, they were always war was on, and then at that hour mark, it switched to War Zone at ten o'clock or whatever, and things got real. You yeah. know, Sable had her boobies out with pasties on it and everyone was so good at being themselves so they like, were i mean the rock i mean yeah. he's, a, he's an actor now like i mean yeah like, stone cold just uncanny like well, no one can uh, even all of the the lower card and mid card yeah. guys all had a storyline going on yeah. that was well crafted and yeah a lot of people crap on that because it was all vince russo's ideas and and a lot of it was silly like May Young giving birth to, to the a hand, hand. Uh, oh my Mark God. Henry's baby hand. That's literally, and literally when I stopped watching. <laughs> yeah. I was like, over, I'm over this. That's there like, were some horrible examples the, like around that. Around the same time that like Brock Lesnar and John Cena were coming on, that's when I stopped watching. Ruthless aggression era. Yeah, that's yeah, a new so era. That's what, yeah, so that's when I stopped. And, uh, you know, sexual chocolate Mark Henry. I'm like, yeah. May, May Young, what the, what? Is, it, it's a hand? Like, oh my <laughs> God. This, I'm like, this is stupid. But I mean, I'm going to bed. There were so many great examples mm-hmm. uh, of what Val sports Venus. entertainment was back then. Well, there was the horrible storyline with him oh. and Kai and Ty, the choppy choppy or pee pee. Yeah, uh, you know, there there was a lot of stuff like that. But I don't know. I I, I really my favorite were like I really liked the mid card guys. I remember going and experiencing it live in Columbus. Uh, the pyro and mm-hmm. the oddities were there. The headbangers and and Luna Vachon. Uh, you know, I got to see Undertaker and Kane. Uh, the, I didn't get to see Stone Cold Steve Austin. I never have seen Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin live because the night that I went, actually, they showed a a, a pre recorded segment where Undertaker had hit Stone Cold in the head with a shovel, and so he was in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, but well, the medical facility, as mm-hmm. WWE refers to it, but uh. 
he was in the, the medical facility and we knew he wasn't going to show up. So the main event wasn't, it was a DX match with, is like a multi-man match and we didn't stick around. My dad likes to beat traffic. So yeah. we leave early most events, but it, the closing segment was Stone Cold coming out in his hospital gown, collapsing on the stage, you know, saying something to the undertaker yeah. and I missed it, but I got to see it on TV right. and it, I told all my friends I saw him. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, my dad now even, they know. My dad even paint shopped a uh, picture of my face on a kid, you know, with yeah. <laughs> you know, and I took that school printed out. I was like, yeah, see? You know, I'm not going to lie. I had one uh, of me with Jeff Gordon when I was little, too. That's so cool. Yeah. It's totally fake, but I Absolutely. love that thing. I'm if a Jeff Gordon would have been on WWF, <laughs> that would have been great. See, now, that's a thing for me, too. During the same time that, uh, the, you know, the Attitude Era of uh, wrestling was going on, NASCAR was huge. NASCAR it was. was sick, man. And Rusty Wallace, man, my yep. stepdad, fuck him, was a huge <laughs> um, Rusty Wallace fan. And I was literally telling someone about this today where it's like, I hated NASCAR. I hated it so much. Yeah. But like just to be like, Rusty Wallace. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I love Rusty Wallace <laughs> so Here's much. Here's my thing with NASCAR is like I wasn't so much a fan of, of the driving and stuff because I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's just circles. But yeah, paint jobs. Yep, and yep. Uh, race racer names, <laughs> like how do you have a cooler name than like Bobby Labonte? That's such a great name. It, it rolls Dick off the tongue. Yeah, Dick Mark <laughs> Martin, yep. like they're all so sick. Yeah, Bill Elliott's a good name. Yeah, there, there were so many. Yeah, Terry um, Labonte, the brothers, man, yeah. Labonte brothers. What? So cool, <sighs> man. Everything is cool. Uh, NASCAR. There will never be another jackass. No. Oh man. Like that's untouchable. South Park's gone downhill. There'll never be another South Park. No. Well, even shows like Family Guy and things like that have lost their luster. Yeah. I mean, the early Ugh. seasons were really good, and then later it got it just the more advanced and the more comfortable. It's probably going to happen to this podcast. The more comfortable people get with stuff, and the more they fine tune it, it just ends up being formula, formula, formula. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there are some some shining moments here and there where mm -hmm. things are hilarious, but it's not it's not what it was. Eminem. Eminem, exactly. Yeah. Eminem. Oh, he's totally different now. It's like you're oh. a turd. Like, how can you hate on anybody like at all when you sang the songs that you did? And he's it, he's still. You guys see that Tyler the Creator thing that happened between them? No. Okay, so do you guys remember uh, when Relapse came out? Yes. Like 2007 or 2009 or something. He came out with another album that was just the B roll, like the refills. Yeah. yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. I think that it was awesome. I liked it because a lot. Because it was, it was it. fucking evil. Okay? It was just nonsense. He said, uh, there's just, just there's an entire song about him getting molested by his stepdad, and it's really vulgar, and then he just says off-the-wall shit the entire record, and it's like a horrorcore album. Hmm. Um, and he's just talking about chopping people up. I'm and telling you, I think that he was really horrorcore in a lot of his songs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But no one liked that shit. They yeah. liked the, the, the motivational stuff, which is sad, but... Tyler, the creator, said something about um, everybody's like, oh, we want the old Eminem, we want the old Eminem. And he's like, he fucking put the old Eminem out with Relapse, and nobody liked it. Yeah. And now you're asking for the old Eminem again, so he, he thinks that he's got to go back to not doing motivational stuff and just dissing people. And he's still so good at that. Like, he is. Kill Shot is amazing. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not his best diss song or whatever, but, like, everybody got a certain feeling when he said... Um, that's the day Diddy admits that he put the hit out that got pot killed. Like, my fucking head exploded when yeah. he said that. I was like, he still can do that shit, but he, he just won't because that's not the thing that works for him. And I still I would love 
to see him live in concert regardless oh, of yeah. the content he's releasing. I would meet releasing. him and shake his hand and just, like, that's a larger-than-life thing. I've met a lot of people through the channel and stuff, and I sat down with Corey Taylor, and I was like, oh, it's Corey Taylor, and, and whatever. But, like, I don't like Marilyn Manson that much. I, I think, used to love him so Yeah, much. as an artist, I think he's got a very creative vision, and I think yeah. that he does a lot of stuff well, but I'm just not, it's not my thing. But I saw him live and was like, like, he came out on stage. I was like, holy fuck, that's Marilyn Manson. Like, I've been seeing him on MTV since I was a little kid. Um, and I, I feel like Eminem would be, like, a larger-than-life thing. Absolutely. Sure. I, I, I revere him very highly. Yeah. Um, I just, I remember having cassette tapes, taking them to school with a Dollar General cassette player yeah. runs on batteries and listen to on the bus and that stuff getting confiscated yeah. all the time at school and Don't I'd have to go get another one. Don't you be just like me? <laughs> That's so sick. I still listen to, to both the first records pretty oh, regularly. Yeah. So I, I liked, um, actually on the edited album if you were, went to walmart and oh yeah the, yeah. the south park episode or the, south park yeah. song drugs are bad and good yeah yeah that's a good song yeah. what, what was that like, song called I, I, I school kids or for the kids for the kids. for the kids okay yeah yeah something like that it, oh my gosh like i was listening to it the other day and i'm like how do i remember like 98 percent of these and if you words. don't believe me ask your dad <laughs> like, yeah it's so does weird does them all the time yeah <laughs> man old m yeah now I'm just sad because I'm like, I, like I'm obsessed with that, 1999 for like a lot of reasons. Like obviously that's when I found Slipknot and all this other shit was going on. I'm pretty sure Jackass started right around that time too. I think it was, yeah. Uh, and just yeah, Attitude Era. Like 99 was the fucking best. It was a great year. Maybe 2000. I mean, late 2000 90s, was good. Early 2000s, they were yeah. they were really good. And anybody that says that they weren't. Bumping Limp Biscuit, Significant Other is a fucking liar. That's true. Is it, is it significant or insignificant other? I thought it was significant other. I, I thought it was significant other too. I did too, and someone was like, it's insignificant well, other. I'm like, oh, well, well three against yeah. one right now. Uh, kind of like the sour cream yeah, thing. Yeah, that guy probably likes sour cream. I wouldn't trust him. Mm -hmm. I, I love him then. <laughs> I'm calling it insignificant other. Yeah. Um, yeah it might I, be. He might be right. I, I, uh, I remember watching um, Nookie. The on making MTV. of? I, I stayed the night with my cool older cousin who was like about to go to the military and stuff so he was like he was that old but <laughs> i we, did it all for the nookie <laughs> we, wa we walked downstairs and he starts like eating cereal and they had like a tv in their kitchen it's this tiny little like 19 inch tv and um nookie came on and i was like <laughs> like it's just the coolest <laughs> fucking thing <laughs> west borland sickest oh, yeah, dude ever dude. still sick to this day like big dumb face is that was his other band yeah 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 yeah, they're yeah. He's he's cool. I like watching him too. And I, he'll obviously never get the credit he deserves because he was in fucking Limp Bizkit. I remember listening specifically, carrying with me uh, Limp Bizkit, definitely Eminem, mm -hmm. uh, Lincoln Park when that came out, the Hybrid Theory album, and then even stuff like uh, Kid Rock's Cocky. Oh, I, yeah. I I I yeah. I still I still listen to them yeah. and listen. When Picture came out, I enjoyed that yeah. song. I was playing Skyrim. I've been playing a lot of Skyrim, yeah. replaying that. And uh, I w I've had songs get stuck in my head while I'm playing, and unfortunately that was one that was stuck in my head. Uh, not last night, but the night before. And then I had nightmares. I was a vampire all night, and people were trying to kill me. I have a, um, I have a Kid Rock grit sandwiches for breakfast tattoo on oh that's leg. so cool <laughs> i love that so what that was that was a his rap stuff reminds me of beastie boys but like grosser yeah he's yeah. got like songs called like yodel in the valley yeah balls in your mouth yeah. like and it's just it's beastie boys but like cussing and stuff and i thought that was rad i, love I remember those old beats and i really like 
turntables and shit and he was a dj so he always incorporated a lot of that in there my buddy josh castle and i used to spend a lot of time on the dial-up internet uh and we'd go to his house and he would pull up those old videos yeah and i was like this is kid rock yeah. ball with the ball that that guy and, yeah you know it was amazing he has a song with eminem on devil without a cause called uh fuck off oh and yeah it's incredible like it's so weird because it just starts out with like sliding your pick down a guitar and it's all like weird and creepy sounding and then he just goes in i love that shit. that's really sorry cool. i'm getting too excited yeah <laughs> no no at that time you're talking about the stuff you're carrying around to listen to uh corn yeah pretty I, much yeah. like all i listened to uh, offspring offspring uh, was sick that was yeah the the album with pretty fly for a white guy yeah. i had that for sure i was an aussie kid too like black sabbath Me and too. aussie like osmosis was oh my god i still love aussie Black Sabbath's my favorite band. Always will be. I don't give a fuck. You know, <laughs> like I love Black Sabbath. I Let's actually, talk about the uh sorry. Oh, you're all right. I, I actually made a playlist. It's public on my Apple Music if anybody uses that, but uh I do. It is it's called My My Kind of Throwback or something like that, but it's all music from ninety eight to two thousand three. Sounds perfect. And it's it's all of the cringy stuff, all of the good stuff, and a little bit in between and I throw it on all the time because it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm riding in my mom's Geo Storm yeah. and just living the best life. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so sick. I'm so happy that I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> what well, were you getting ready to say? Oh, yeah. I just um, talk about like the ultimate decline. Um, Eminem and everybody else that we've talked about that have kind of fallen off WWE is still not as big as Kid Rock's decline because holy shit, what is that person? Right. <laughs> yeah. What he, a bad person. Well, I, okay, so I got to give him one thing. Like, whenever he was like, he'd really sell into his fan base because he's like, my tickets aren't going to be more than $20 mm-hmm. and you're not going to pay more than $5 for a beer to show. That was great. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I would like, go that, to that show. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, why not? The yeah. dude is very, very talented. He, I, I've seen him, I mean, I kind of at an early age was like come on man yeah. I, but i get it the the showmanship aspect of it people at his concerts are like wow he's playing that guitar player's guitar no, wow he's playing he's the playing drums, the drums. Yeah. wow and and i'm like why don't you let those guys spotlight themselves yeah. you know but now i understand yeah, that it's, stick, it's a I show mean, cocky was yeah. the name of his album so yeah. absolutely well um we are probably nearing the end of this is there well yeah is there is there any final message? I mean, obviously, we want people to watch House of Masks on YouTube, subscribe on Instagram, yeah. uh, Facebook. Mail you stuff on Mondays. Mail me stuff yeah. on Mondays. Absolutely. Uh, what else? Um, that's it, man. I just, I mostly would just want people to be nice to each other. Me too. That's great, if everybody could just great. do that, that'd yeah. be great. And drive better. Everybody <laughs> drive better because I fucking hate drivers. Yo, I realize that today. It's the worst. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I'm stoked. Thanks for letting me be here. Oh, well, thank you so much. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. yeah, We'll have to check back in. You know, uh, I want to do that with a few of the guests we've already had. And hopefully, you know, so far we've had music, but we want to have all artists and different perspectives on things. So it's been great. I mean, you're our first outside of that realm, which is great. Yeah, and there's there's another person, uh, my my friend Stacy, she... uh, makes a lot of game stuff and really awesome things uh, the pixel cauldron check that out look at her stuff it's awesome can i count on you in november uh because i believe that we're we're working towards uh a straight up sour cream vote 
an official vote, uh, and we're going to run it in, in correspondence with the election. We're going to have a debate episode. Um, I'm just I'm at least going to need a PSA yeah, for from, sure. from AJ Good. Yeah, just just call me. All right. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun, man, and I really hope that you uh, you do come back and we do this again. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, this was great. Sooner I'm glad than later. I got to meet you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, at least I remember the first time that we Seth and I talked about you was uh, one night we were drinking and just playing old music videos and stuff on YouTube, like the classic go-tos, and he pulled up a Slipknot video, mm. and I was like, you need to know about this guy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and oh. uh, it, we, that was the first time. I, it's been a, a seed I planted yeah. several months ago. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you called Sleazy Sleazy when I first got here. I was like, oh, he knows what the fuck he's talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, like, That's sick. This yeah. is going to be a good time. So, yeah. Well, uh, we are going to send you out with a song uh, featuring our favorite record shop owner, Jesse Mitten, on the drums. He run, What's that uh, record store called? Apollo Records. It's on Water Street in Chillicothe. Go there, get all your records, and uh, get some cassette tapes, and even get your disc golf uh, fix if you want. Yeah, dude. He got me a Klaus Nomi album from France, and I can't, <laughs> like, I can't thank him enough for that. He can get you anything. I mean, I, I have been like searching and searching and searching online, scouring the web for certain records, and then I'll be like, dude, I know that this is probably a toss-up, but can you find this? And then he'll pull it up in five minutes like, yeah, dude, I'll get it for 20 bucks. I'm like, I'm the dirt poor troubadour Ben Davis Jr. And I am Seth Pleasantly Pleased Colmer. And we're going to play Seasonal Effective 1 from From Another Planet's 2017 release, Seasonal Effective. And like I said, features old Jesse Mitten on the D-Rums. Can so. we get one more kiss? Uh, shout out to Marcus from from another planet. Absolutely, Marcus White. <laughs> bye bye. Love you. Bye.